But I really think success is measured individually on the inside. And it's really a balance of the spiritual and the material. It's that feeling of embodiment of success that will help bring all of that stuff to you and you to it. So there's lots of different ways to get clear of the rocks. But it begins with, first of all, knowing you got some rocks. There were things that went bad. But because I had done the negative visualization, I didn't crumble. I didn't fold. I didn't run home crying. I didn't stop the show. I delivered. And at the end of my performance, I got a standing ovation. You know, have it in advance. So as the Stoics say, you won't be surprised. But until then, we need to unpack the knapsack and throw the limiting block, the rocks out. Because abundance is our natural state. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. My virtual world tour continues, and uh, today I'm traveling to a city out, outside Austin, Texas. What was the name again, Dr. Joe? New Braunfels. New Braunfels. I'm still working on, on, on learning that. Hopefully I can Me come too. and visit you one day. Um, we have an amazing guest today, Dr. Joe Vitale. He is uh, all about abundance, the law of attraction. He's written almost 80 books known uh, for his appearance in The Secret. But much more than that, he's a beautiful human being, and I'm honored and grateful to have him on the show. So welcome, Dr. Joe Vitale. Thank you. Been looking forward to this moment. I love success, too. That's awesome. And let's let's talk about that. What I'm trying to do, I'm trying to redefine the concept of success. Mm. Uh, so what does success look like for you? Well, um, contrary to what a lot of people think, it's not about the material world. Success is a balance of the inner and the outer. In terms of freedom, it's being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. In terms of the outer world, it could be that you have measurable success that you can tell people about and show them credentials of some sort. But I really think success is measured individually on the inside. And it's really a balance of the spiritual and the material. When you have that kind of balance, you should be happy, you should be secure, you should be feeling successful. I think, I mean, that's what we're all looking for, but it's uh, yes. so hard to find. Like, uh, how, do you, how do you go about to, to, to get to that place? Well, it's easier than what most people think. For example, just today on Instagram, I posted a two-minute meditation. And the two-minute meditation brings people right to the very place that they're longing to be. And this is for everybody. We can cut this interview short right now. I can walk you through the meditation. I'll drop the mic and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but let me run through this because I mean this in all sincerity and I want to be of the most help to the people that are watching your show here. We're all wanting something. And in that pursuit of wanting something, it could be that we want a business that is improving. It could be that we want better health. It could be that we want financial gain. We want a new car. We want a new house. We want a soulmate. We want spiritual enlightenment. But the hidden reason for wanting all of that is because we want to be happier. We think that when we achieve those things, we'll finally be happy. The punchline is you won't be. 
you'll have a flicker, just a flicker of satisfaction. And then you'll be looking down the road going, what's next? What do I do now? How do I set off those dopamine chemicals in the brain so I can keep this little rush of happiness going? So the two-minute exercise I posted on uh, Instagram and Facebook, I'll just give you a condensed version. But I tell people, first of all, take out a yellow sheet of paper. Here's my pad. I walk my talk. I do this too. You take out your yellow piece of paper, you take out your pen, and you write down everything you want to have, do, or be. This is your wish list. It's your goal list. It's your secret list. You don't have to show it to me. You don't have to show it to Peter. You don't have to show it to anybody. So you put everything down. I don't care whatever the hidden agenda is that you want or the secret fantasy that you have. You put everything down on that list. That's the first step. Second step is you review the list and say, have I been honest? Is there something else I'd really like to have? Do I secretly want a million-dollar car? Who cares? Write it down. And we're not caring at all about how anything will manifest. We live in a magical world, so for the time being, we're going to pretend you uh, can have, do, or be anything. So put the anything on the list. That's the second step. Third step is to imagine what it would be like to have all of that right now. You look at the list, and you go, wow, I'm driving my cool car. It cost me a million dollars, but I paid for it. And look at this. And I got my man or my gal beside me, my soulmate, my lover, whatever it happens to be. And you are just so complete. You are so satisfied. You are so successful that this is it. And you are in that feeling. Well, here's the punchline. That feeling you can have right now. As you go through that list and you imagine having all of those things, that feeling will be generated within you. It's that feeling that you think all those things are going to bring you. But you can bypass it and have the feeling of success right now. Further punchline, this is the back door to getting all the things you wanted. You made a list of all the things you wanted, then you checked it twice, and then you imagine you already had it, so you're in that feeling of embodiment of success. It's that feeling of embodiment of success that will help bring all of that stuff to you and you to it. There is the miracle exercise of today. Do that and then look for miracles. And how do we relieve the pressure that most of us go with? Like a lot of people, they have these amazing dreams, but it's also a backpack full of rocks. And like, how, how, do, we, how do we get rid of that to, to be free and to, to enjoy the pursuit instead of just, hey, I got to do this. And if I don't, uh, I'm not going to be happy. And when you finally reach there, you've, you've sacrificed so much and you're not even happy. So like, how can we talk about that? Yeah, that's a great thing. And I, I love that metaphor, that image of a backpack full of rocks. So what we have to do is unpack it. We have to unpack it. We have to, one by one, throw the rocks out. And this is what I think is the missing secret to success. You know, I was in the movie The Secret, and whether people saw it or not, I would encourage them to see it. And whether I'm in it or not, it doesn't matter. It's still a great movie. But a lot of people criticized it by saying it didn't talk enough about action or clearing or some of the things you need to do to be successful. Um, I am championing the idea that you have to get clear. The law of attraction, mind power, all the things we know about success, success principles from Napoleon Hill and Claude Bristol and all of the success classic literature that's out there is all true. But the thing that I found was missing 
which I call the missing secret, is the idea of getting clear. Now, what are we getting clear of? When we want to do something, we have an intention. I want to win a world medal in karate. I want to be a singer-songwriter. I want to open my own business and increase it by 50%. I want to be a best-selling author. I don't care. We all have these intentions. But what we don't look at is what I call counter-intentions, which, to use your image, are like rocks. We're carrying rocks. For example, one of my most recent books is called Money Loves Speed. And in Money Loves Speed, I said one of the, the beliefs that virtually everybody has, including the people watching this right now, is a universal unconscious belief. And until we unpack that rock, we're going to find it difficult to be successful with money. And so let me explain this. Let me unpack this, if you will, and take the rock and throw it away. The, uh, first of all, we all want money. You want money. I want money. And we probably want it for valid reasons. We want to take care of our family and friends. We want to pay our bills. Maybe we have goals that we want to achieve and money helps us along the way to achieve them. We have positive reasons, great intention. However, if we unconsciously think money's bad or money corrupts or money is evil, we will sabotage ourselves and not even know it. The biggest belief, and believe me, I've traveled the world. I've spoken in Russia. I've spoken in the Ukraine and Poland, Italy, Bermuda, Canada. I mean, countries that I didn't even know existed when I was growing up. I've spoken there. They all have the same belief. I was in Iran in December. They have the same belief. And that belief is money is the root of all. Everybody just said evil. So let's stop and unpack this a little bit more. If you want money for a great reason, you got to pay your bills for one thing. You want the internet access. You got to pay the internet or the electricity, utility, whatever it happens to be as a simple example. Positive reason for money. But if you think money's evil, you will block your attempts to get money. You'll blame it on the economy. You'll blame it on a virus, the pandemic. Oh, I can't make any money right now. Uh, you blame it on the president, you blame it on the economy, you blame it on chaos, you blame it on, you blame, blame, you push out and look at other people and not realize your own mindset is blocking the money. So in my book, Money Loves Speed, what I do is explain it. And I want to explain it for your people so that they understand and can be free of this. Money is the root of all evil is a clip of a longer statement from biblical literature. And first of all, we don't actually know what was said 5,000 years ago because it was written down after the fact that it was interpreted, reinterpreted, paraphrased, brought into modern times. So it's lost in translation. But the longer phrase is actually the love of money is the root of all evil. That's the longer phrase. So let's look at that. The successful wealthy people who are happy healthy, successful, well-adjusted, don't love money. They don't love money. They appreciate money. They leverage money. They use money. In my book, I have a quote from Arnold Patton, and he said, the sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. The sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. So, Peter, you can see by unpacking just that one belief we're throwing a rock out of the backpack that we've been carrying around. So we need to look at the rocks, which are beliefs. They're the negative beliefs. They're the limiting beliefs. For example, I'm on a roll here, so I'm going to keep talking. Unless you interrupt me or tell me to shut up. I'm, no, you're doing great. I got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I am going to be 67. So about seven years ago, it was on my bucket list to be a musician. I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. I had no music experience, no musical education, didn't sing in the shower, didn't sing in karaoke, didn't sing behind the wheel of the car. So I had to learn everything from scratch. So at the age of 60, bucket list, I want to be a musician. I want to write songs, sing songs, record songs. First thing to happen, terror. Terror. Who the hell am I to learn how to do all of this stuff at age 60? Well, that's a belief. That was one of the rocks in my backpack. And then I, I looked at things like, well, I can't sing. I've never been able to sing. Another rock in my backpack. And so I had to look at every one of those rocks one by one. And there's enough tools that I know and I teach and you would know as well that we can find the beliefs and take them out. As I did that seven years ago, I unpacked the backpack that was holding me down, freed me. And Peter, I've recorded 15 albums. I have 15 albums. I'm in Rolling Stone magazine. My band is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Several of my songs were nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of positive music. I went and studied with Melissa Etheridge, a rock icon, in her house. I have had songwriting lessons with some of the greatest songwriters. I'm not, none of this is to brag. All of this is to say, look, I was age 60. I wanted to be a musician. Backpack on back of me almost stopped me because I was almost listening to the rocks. But as I unpacked the rocks and threw them away one by one, freedom. And I've actually, I've sung on stage. I've sung on, I've played on ABC TV. <laughs> I could go on. So this is the beauty. Uh, and you know this all so well, but I, I'm just sharing the enthusiasm and the key point, the missing secret is getting clear. What's getting clear? Use your metaphor, get rid of the rocks so that you can do what you really want to do. Yeah, I love that. And uh, Joe, can we talk heart to heart? You know, you've <laughs> yeah, of course. All, you've had all these challenges the last year, and you're this guy that are helping other people. How do you deal with that in your own life when you are supposed to have all the answers, quote unquote, oh. but you're being challenged yourself? Peter, you're good. That's a, that's a wonderful question. Admittedly, the last year and a half have been a deep, hard struggle. The beginning of it, when I filed for divorce, which I thought would be easy and effortless because I was willing to give away the farm, um, no kids. I wasn't struggling, resisting. So I thought it would be an easy overnight thing. It's turned out to be a tragedy. It's turned out to be surreal in a way I can't even understand. And so in the early days of all that, oh, was that ever tough? I would walk the streets smoking a cigar, kind of talking to the universe going, what, how do I handle this? How do I get through this? Those were freaking hard, dark nights. So I would go back to my tried and true methods, the very things I teach about and talk about and write about. For example, I'm wearing a shirt that says, I love you, I'm sorry. There's four key phrases on it. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And the shirt is reflecting a Hawaiian healing tradition called Ho'oponopono. And I've written about Ho'oponopono in two books, Zero Limits, and 10 years later I wrote At Zero. And it's a kind of a prayer that you use to get clear of the rocks that are behind you. And when I was walking the streets, smoking cigars and feeling miserable, I was carrying a lot of rocks, guilt rocks, resentment rocks, grief rocks, 
deservingness rocks, self-esteem rocks. I mean, there was all kind of rocks in my backpack. And so I would use, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, as a kind of a prayer using the whole ponopono technique to help me get through the day. And I cannot tell you with honesty that this was not an overnight success. I still struggle some every day now. But as I mentioned earlier, I reached. It's like, where is, what can help me? I found stoicism, which I never really looked at before in my life because I thought the stoics were all about being robots. No feelings at all, just logical. And that's not true. They uh, own their feelings. They just don't want to be controlled by their feelings. And I thought, well, that was very useful to me. And there was a lot of statements. There's one from Marcus Aurelius. In fact, it's on my wall over there. And it basically says, if you can endure it, then endure it. Stop complaining. And I would stop and say, okay, this is a fucking miserable experience in my life. I mean, this is wrong, ugly. Can I endure it? Yeah. I don't want to, but can I? Yes. Well, if you can, then buck up and endure it. That would get me through on days. And then I would do the whole ponopono virtually all the time. And I'm not adverse to asking for help. I think it's one of the secrets to success. I have one counselor that has been with me since 1985. She knew me when I was absolutely broke, unpublished, and unknown. And it's Mandy Evans. Mandy Evans is still around. I still call her the original miracles coach. And she helped me back in those unknown struggle days in 1985 and on, and as needed to this moment. And I would call for help. I would say, I'm having trouble unpacking my rocks, to continue with our metaphor. And she would help me. But I also did other things. I would read books by different people. I'm obviously a book freak, and I'd always look for books for answers. But I'd read a book by an authority, and if I was really impressed with him, I'd find the author and hire him and say, help me get through this. So I also played, which it's going to sound stupid, I guess, or childish, but I would play the glad game which is the game, the game from Pollyanna. Pollyanna is the famous children's book. It came out in 1913. There's been numerous movies made from Mary Pickford in the silent movies to Walt Disney did one. There's been TV shows. At the core of Pollyanna is this little orphan girl who was taught by her poor father to look for the good in every person and in every moment. And I would play the glad game. I actually even wrote a song called the glad game. It's on, I think, my last album called The Great Something. And I would, I would play the game. I would go, there's good here somewhere. And I admit, sometimes it took more than a minute to find it. But I would look for the good at every person and every moment. And the other thing I would focus on, which is the extension of the glad game, is gratitude. I still believe that gratitude is the single most powerful thing we can do to transform ourselves Anybody can do it, any moment, any situation, costs nothing. It's a matter of taking a breath and looking around and going, okay, I can be grateful and find anything around you. It can be a pen, <clears throat> your coffee, your phone, the internet, lights, I mean, anything. And you start talking about why you're grateful for that. And as you start to feel grateful, it'll expand through your being and you'll lift yourself up. And I found doing that also helped me. So uh, there's probably other things I'm forgetting, but uh, the raw truth is it's been a struggle, 
but I also know this, I know the sun will rise again. You know, the sun always rises. I don't care what everybody's going through. And I'm, we're all going through something. I wrote a song called Everybody's Going Through Something. We all are. And I don't care what it is. Every storm ends at some point. Every rain stops at some point. The sun always comes up every morning. We just remember that this too will pass. We can do it. Me too. What is abundance? And how do you go from scarcity to abundance? You know, in, in that book I held up, Money Loves Speed, I have a quote from Arnold Patton. And Arnold Patton said, we don't create abundance. We create limitation. And the first time I heard it, it was so mind-blowing. I was like, oh, my God. We don't create abundance, which means abundance is our natural state. If we don't have it, it's because we created limitation. Where did we create the limitation? In our mind. For most of us, I talk to people all the time, and I've got a coaching program and occasionally do some mentoring. And I ask people, I said, were your parents Mr. and Mrs. Buddha? No. Virtually all of us have been born into a world of lack and limitation. We inherited the negative limiting beliefs from our parents. Our parents didn't believe in abundance. They didn't know to believe in abundance. They were taught lack and limitation, struggle, survival from their parents. So what gets passed down to us today, and so we look around going, why am I struggling? Where is the, where's the abundance? Well, we don't see it because we weren't taught to see it. We were taught to see limitation. So our work is to actually, man, I, I just keep going back to your backpack story and the rocks there, is to unpack the limiting rocks and to throw them out and then throw the backpack out. And we go, oh my God, look at abundance. It's been here all along. So again, it goes back to the belief clearing. I really think that's the secret. The more we can clear our beliefs, the more we get rid of the limitations, the more we can see abundance. I also believe that that's, a, that's kind of a lifetime job. I believe we're all here to awaken, but the awakening comes by grace. It's not something we can manufacture. We can not wrestle it to the ground. You can't do, you know, like 100 hours of meditation and then suddenly you are awake. Awakening comes by grace. So what do we do? We work on ourselves. We do the belief work. We do the gratitude work. We meditate. We contemplate. We do all the things that the divine conspiracy has sent us to our room to do. And as a result of that, at some point, we might awaken and we might have that satori or enlightenment experience. But until then, we need to unpack the knapsack and throw the limiting block of the rocks out because abundance is our natural state. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe. I need to, I know you need to leave. I want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh, if people want to connect with you, where's the best way? I'm all over the place. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Joe Vitale, as Facebook, Dr. Joe Vitale, D-R, Joe Vitale. Twitter is Mr. Fire, M-R-F-I-R-E. Main website has lots of freebies on it called vitalelifemastery.com, uh, V-I-T-A-L-E, lifemastery.com. And I have a, a $2 offer that should interest your people. The audio of this and the ebook of this you can have for $2 if you go to Money Love Speed Book.
MoneyLoveSpeed.com. MoneyLoveSpeedBook.com. The audio of the book read by me and then the ebook is all there for only two bucks. If you want this kind of a book printed, paperback, you have to go to Amazon and I think it's $20 there. Um, thank you. I'm greatly impressed with you, Peter. Greatly in impressed with what you're doing to help people and greatly impressed with your questions. So I'm honored to have been here. Godspeed to everybody and uh, expect miracles. Thank you so much. This has been one of the most incredible conversations I've ever had. Awesome. Check us out at ilovesuccess.co. I give a couple of free chapters of my book. You can listen to almost 200 of these amazing conversations. Thanks again, guys. We are out. Thank you, Joe. I hope to give you a real hug. Here's a virtual one. Take care and good luck on your amazing call after this. Thank you, Thank you Peter.